What's going on, everyone? In life, we all have to wrestle against our own personal challenges. Those opponents that can hold us back from reaching our true potential, if we choose to let it. John Posnanski has been wrestling his challenge for most of his life. When as a toddler, he lost the vision in his left eye to a rare disease. This was a monumental opponent that he had to face. But John refused to let it get the best of him. Instead, he wrestled it into submission. John hit the NCAA wrestling scene this year in full force when he earned the title of All-American, finishing fourth place at the NCAA wrestling tournament, making him the highest NCAA place winner as a true freshman in the history of the Rutgers wrestling program. Today, we're going to talk about the challenge that he refuses to let beat him, his experience becoming an All-American, and the importance of being a good role model. I'm Anthony Robles, and welcome to the Unstoppable Podcast. What does unstoppable mean to you? Unstoppable is just a, is just a mindset and a way of life. I think it's just uh, not being, being afraid to fail. Relentless. I can accomplish anything I want to accomplish when I set my priorities right, when I walk with God, and when, again, I, I live with that mindset being the best that I can be at every moment. I think there's nothing more powerful on earth than the human will. Anthony Robles has shown us that impossible is nothing. Anthony Robles is a national champion. You're listening to The Unstoppable Podcast with Anthony Robles, brought to you by Safe Streets. Please welcome today's special guest, John Poznanski. Hey everyone, before we start this episode, I'd like to take a moment to recognize our sponsor. When it comes to protecting your family, be unstoppable. Don't cut corners with your smart home security. Call my friends at Safe Streets. They'll evaluate your unique security and automation needs, all while delivering a five-star customer experience. Get your free quote today. Call 844-980-SAFE. That's 844-980-7233. All right, John, how you doing this morning, bro? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Excited to talk with you. And first off, man, congratulations on a terrific season and a terrific NCAA tournament. I know we're, what, like a little over a week after the tournament. How you feeling, man? I'm feeling great. My body's good and uh, getting ready back to training. Already back into it, right? Looking yeah. forward to next year? Oh, yeah. I love it, man. So um, I know, man, John, your story is just incredible. You know, I mean, I know a lot of people just heard your name as you were going through this NCAA tournament. And I mean, as a freshman, you did incredibly well. But uh, I mean, just off the mat, you know, I mean, your story is just so inspiring. So I'm just so excited to be able to speak with you and have you on the Unstoppable podcast, because this podcast, man, it's all about talking to individuals who have wrestled through life's challenges to do amazing things, you know, and ultimately become unstoppable in their own lives. Because, we all wrestle with our own challenges, right? We all have our own obstacles, things that can hold us back from obtaining our goals. And I know you've wrestled challenge since you were a toddler. Uh, would you mind opening up about that and just telling us what challenge you had to wrestle with? Yeah, so um, when, I was, when I was born, I was, uh, or when I was three years old, I was diagnosed with a rare eye disease called uh, Coates disease. And um, all through my life, I, I've lived like this. They had to remove my eye when I was, when I was three, going on four. And um, I really don't know any, di any different. So everything I do is like, just like this. 
that's interesting. I, I kind of can relate in a way because you know I was born missing my leg. So people ask me like, like, what is it like having one leg? And I was like, well, you know, this is all I've ever known. I, I've never known anything differently. So I think in a way it kind of, it helped me because, you know, I, I didn't have to adjust, right? Is, is that kind of something how like mentally you approach things like this is all I know. I'm just, I'm figuring it out. Yeah. I, I like the same way I, I've lived like this forever. So um, I don't know any different. Cool. So growing up, you know, my mom, she was a, a huge influence on me. You know, she was someone that would help me and, and really mentally just helped help me how I viewed my challenge in terms of holding me back in life, this challenge. So were there people in your life who you looked up to and who really inspired you through your journey and just trying to overcome that challenge? Same way. Definitely my mom. Um, my mom never treated me different. Um, my dad never treated me different. Um, I mean, my, uh, as I got older, my coaches, like they always told me like, you can do what everyone else does. You can do it even better than them. So that's how I always live by it. And I try to be the best I can be. Yeah. I, I love that. You know, that was the same with, with my family growing up, especially my, my mom. She's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to give you any special treatment. I'm not going to treat you any differently. You're just going to learn to figure it out. You know, certain things you just have to adjust and, and do a little bit differently. But, you know, I, I think that's a great lesson, especially at a young age to learn because, uh, you know, sometimes, right, we, we come across these obstacles and we're like, well, I, I can't do it because of this, right? Or I can't do it because of, you know, it's too hard because I have this that I'm dealing with. And uh, I think that's just a great mentality for for people to have, right? You just figure out, do the best with what you have in the situation you, you're in. You learn to adapt too. Like I was talking talking with one of my coaches, like we have a problem with my like left side, especially in wrestling. Um, the guy gets my left leg a lot. So like I learned to adapt to it and uh you learn to overcome a lot of things. Yeah, actually, that brings me to one of my questions, man. I was really curious about that because I know when I got into wrestling, it's like I had to learn to compensate for my leg, right? For the balance. That was the biggest thing for me was trying to figure out the balance in those certain situations, how to post and how to adjust and, you know, get comfortable. So, uh, you know, when you got into wrestling, how were there any compensations that you had to figure out like early on just to adjust to, to mold your style so it was unique for you? I mean, I, at first, I didn't like really know like when I was little, but like mm -hmm. as I got to high school, and now getting to college, um, guys are getting good. So they're going to, they know my left side's like a weakness to me, but I'm getting better at it. Um, my reaction time, um, I had to get a little better. I got to move my feet more. So those are, um, those are things that I would say like, uh, aren't good for me, but I'm getting better at them. Yeah, I understand that. And it's kind of like a, a chess match in a way, right? It's like they do something and then you improve and then they, they make an adjustment and then you're always trying to figure out that next answer. And uh, yeah. I, I love that part of wrestling, right? It's like always, okay, just making the adjustments. Like, okay, where are my strengths? And that's what, what my coaches always say. They say, we're going to build on your strengths and camouflage your weaknesses, right? Like keep you in those situations, in those positions that you can win. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So tell me about the uh, the beginning of your wrestling career, man. Like, how old were you when you got into the sport? And what was that first match like for you? I'm always curious how, how people's first matches went down. So I started wrestling when I was uh, six years old at um, Warbridge Township uh, Wrestling, like the rec league. And then um, I got into, actually got into judo, which actually helped me a lot when I was younger. And then um, my first wrestling match ever See if I can remember. It was a long. Time See, that's ago. that's a long time ago. Six years old, man. <laughs> yeah, I think I think when I was little, I would get like pinned every match. I wasn't very good at all. But uh, as so the norm. On, yeah, the norm. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> as the years went on uh, through middle school, like I never won like a middle school state title or anything. I never won anything big like that. Um, but I just kept working. And when I got to high school, that's when I really like 
focused in on wrestling and wants to get good and was watching guys like you and Jordan Burroughs and all those guys. And I was like, I want to be like them. And uh, my senior year in high school, I finally won my state title in Jersey, which is a big deal here. And then uh, that propelled me into college and where we're at now. Uh, first off, man, I'm honored that you would watch me. That, that's uh, truly an honor coming from you. And uh, that, that's awesome, you know, just hearing that because you said judo. For me, initially, it was jujitsu that I got into. I didn't get into wrestling until I was like 14. But I know like jujitsu, it's like the complete opposite, right? It's like they're telling you go to your back and like. <laughs> yeah, I did jujitsu too. I, did you? I, I, won, I, won the, I won the junior um, junior worlds when I was a sophomore in high school. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Man, that's really cool, man. So, I mean, you've been just been an athlete pretty much your entire life just doing different things, huh? Yeah, I did all three, judo, jiu-jitsu, wrestling. I feel like they all helped me to get where I am now. So um, it's just great. It's a great journey so far. Yeah, definitely, bro. And and I know you said your, your senior, you, you won your state title. And you're right. I mean, New Jersey, that's a hotbed for wrestling, one of the toughest states in the country for wrestling. So that's incredibly impressive. And I read that you didn't give up a single offensive point your senior year. Yeah, I was 40, you know, I didn't give up a single offensive point. I was the uh, OW of all of New Jersey. So it was a, it was a great run my senior year. That's impressive, man. I'm I'm jealous. I was going for that for not giving up any points my senior year. I went mm -hmm. 42 matches, man. I was like one tournament away from the state title, and in mm -hmm. my best position, I was in top. I gave up a reversal with like 30 seconds left. I was so mad. Was oh, like, that's <laughs> I'm jealous of you right there, man. But hey, everyone, I hope you're enjoying this episode. Before we get back to it, I'd like to take a moment to recognize our sponsor. Staying safe is more important now than ever before which is why Safe Streets is one of my favorite companies. Safe Streets is the only authorized provider of ADT monitoring in the country, making them industry experts in home security and automation. Right now, Safe Streets has a special offer for our audience. Get a free doorbell camera and $100 Visa gift card with new system activation and installation. To reserve your Safe Streets offer today, call 844-980-SAFE. That's 844-980-7233. Three, three. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's really impressive to watch you wrestle, you know, and, and it's very rare to see a freshman, I mean, just out of high school to come into the, the college level and do so well their first year. So what was this first year like for you just with the season? I know that pandemic presented some interesting challenges, right? So what was that like for you just going through the entire season? Um, well, we really didn't, we were supposed to come in here early in the summer, like to start training and stuff, but we couldn't get here in the summer, but uh, we got here in September. Training was good but like it was different like we had a we would get tested every day um the season was really up and down I would say um like you don't know if you're gonna wrestle that like we had a match one day and it got canceled like an hour before so you don't know you're gonna make weight you don't know if you're gonna wrestle or not but overall I think I had a really good season I think um from where we started from our first match to the NCAA tournament I got so much better watching film with uh coach Donnie Fritzloff we um we saw we could really see the things we improved on just within this year alone. So I think it was really good. Yeah, and and that's so impressive because you know you know you mentioned just making those adjustments, right? Watching the film, and that must have been tough because I mean, what normally a wrestling season in college you get like thirty matches or so. I mean, so how many matches did you have this year going into the national tournament? Into the into the Big Tens, I had four matches going in. Man, and man. then Big Tens, I think had five or I think had four, and then NCAA's, I think it was like five or six. Yeah, see that—that's a testament to just your focus and your dedication to the sport. Because, I mean, just it's tough being in the wrestling room. I get that, right? It's like you're wrestling the same guys every single day, and 
after a while they start to know like okay they know your setups they know like he's about to do yeah. this right get this shot so after a while it's kind of like you can't really do anything you know <laughs> or, or at least you know to a certain level so i mean to make those adjustments and then to be able to go into the big tens which is i mean you know i'm, I'm sure most would agree it's the toughest wrestling conference in the country and yeah. i mean that that's that's really impressive for you to be able to, to have done that so i mean congrats on that man yeah our, our um coaching staff here really like helped us like do simulation matches and stuff mm -hmm. so like to prepare us for big tens and ncaa's so they did a really good job of kind of making it like a normal season but in our own room like yeah. in our own bubble so it was it was overall it was good in my opinion that's cool and so i mean as a, as a freshman typically you guys redshirt i know i redshirted you know i had to bulk up and gain some weight so like was that ever the plan for you did did you guys make some adjustments because of uh you know the uh, the, the difference in eligibility that rule changed this year yeah, so originally I was gonna I was gonna redshirt, mm. and then um, we found out that this is like a free year, so I was like, oh, this would just be my redshirt year anyway. Yeah. So this year ended up being really really well, um, even though I wasn't even supposed to go out this year on the mat. But I think it was a I think it was a blessing in disguise me going out there this year and putting it, making a name for myself already. Definitely, man, and that that must have been a lot of fun because I, I remember my freshman year redshirting. Honestly, it, it kind of sucked. It's like you're you're putting in all this work in the wrestling room, and then you don't get to go out and go under the lights and compete. You know, it's like I want to get out there. <laughs> but th that's cool. So, uh, talk to me about man the the first NCAA tournament. I mean, this is your first year going in there. I mean, what was that experience like? Just competing at that level. It was it was awesome. I mean, I, I really don't get nerves anymore. Like I don't yeah. really get nervous. Everyone asks me like, do you get nervous? I'm like, eh, not really anymore. I've competed all my life. Hmm. I mean, yeah, this is the biggest tournament of my life. So I really didn't get nervous. I just went out there, let it fly. I mean, I'm on the bottom of the holding pole now. So I had to make a name for myself hmm. and I wanted to do big things. I wanted to make the finals. I came very, very close, but hmm. I just, just going out there, letting it fly, wrestling like I know how to wrestle, sticking to the game plan, listening to my coaches. Yeah, man, you definitely came close. I was watching that semifinals match, and you're you're right there. So it's going to be really exciting to see you continue to climb that podium, and I know you're going to get to the top of it pretty quickly here. Uh, but, I mean, I just wanted to ask you about your, your pre-match preparation because you mentioned you don't get nervous. I know for me, honestly, man, every match, I would always get, like, the butterflies. I always get nervous, and so, like, I always had, like, a playlist the same playlist every time I listen to, right? It's like the music gradually increases in intensity so I can control that adrenaline. So what's your pre-match prep like? Like, what do you do just to mentally get, like, focused and, and to go out there and just scrap? So I always get a really, really good warm-up in um, before, the, before the tournament, like like an hour or so before my match. And then I'll just sit, sit, sit in a chair, put my feet up and relax, put my headphones in. I have the same playlist, <laughs> like, like you said. Um, but I'll just sit there and close my eyes, relax, just look at my surroundings and just vision what I'm going to do. And then, um, right before my match, I got the same routine. I'll, I'll fold all my clothes, put it in my bag nicely. That might be like a superstitious thing, but I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> but, uh, I'll walk out there, take a deep breath and just let it fly. That's really all it's all, all it is. Just do what you've trained to do, right? Yeah. I've been doing that all my life. So why change now? Yeah, I agree, man. Do you have like a like a favorite song on that playlist? Like your go-to? Like no matter what, this is like <laughs> the end all be all. Or is it just like no? <laughs> no, nah, I don't really have a favorite song. I just just listen. I'll skip if I don't like how it feels, but eh, 
Just, just go with whatever's flowing at the time, right? Go with the flow. I'm gonna go with the flow guy. So <laughs> I think that works. I like it, man. So, you know, how did it feel? You know, you 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 rest, you're wrestling through the tournament and you're crowned All-American for your very first time in college. You know, what was that feeling like? Were you like, were you just extremely excited? You know, were you a little disappointed? Like, like what was just going through your head after you won the match and you were like, I'm, I'm an All-American? Because, like, I mean, that's that's an honor. That's something that a lot of wrestlers, they never have the opportunity to reach that podium. You know, they're entire, they go their entire college career and never make it. So for you to come in as a freshman and do that, that's incredible. So, you know, what was going through your head? It was just an awesome feeling. I got that last takedown with the last 20 seconds and I hugged my, I hugged coach Pritzloff and it was just, it was just an amazing feeling, but I was like, we're not done yet. We got two more, we got one more match to get to the finals and another match to win. So I was, I was already on to the next, I took it in for the first like 20 minutes and then, all right, what's next. That's what I said to coach Pritzloff. I love that, that mentality, man. It's like, you enjoy the moment and then it's like, okay, where's the next mountain that I got to climb. Right. Yep. On, on to the next yeah. opponent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's cool and man, I, your story like i mentioned it's, it's inspiring and I, I read an article about an eight-year-old boy who's battling the same uh, vision disorder that, that you were my son chase was diagnosed in 2017 with a rare eye disorder coats disease in december of 2020 my husband found an article about john posnanski who also has the same disorder I reached out to John's coach. When coach called me to his office one day in school, uh, he got an email from Chase's mom, and uh, he told me, sit down, read this. And uh, when I read it, it like touched my heart a little bit. I never really felt like that before. I'm around a lot of teenagers, and he's unlike any other teenager that I've been around, you know, from a humble standpoint, from the tenacity that he has on the mat, um, you know, from the, from the kindness that he has, the, the kindness he has off the mat. Like, he just inspires me to like, like do things that I put my mind to. Um, it just motivates me to, to go out there and wrestle my best. I just think it's like a, a blessing. Someone, someone made us come together to meet. John just goes to show that you can do anything that you put your mind to. It's cool because he just looks up to you. He, he's inspired by you. And I was just curious, you know, what does it feel like just to be considered a role model to others? I mean, it feels awesome. I, this is what I want to do. Like, for the rest of my life. I want to keep inspiring people. Um, I mean, Chase is, um, he was probably the, like, uh, the first I would say, mm. but now it's, I'm slowly like on Instagram, I'll get like messages. Like I'm, a, I'm a big role model to those people. And like, it really, it really makes me feel good about myself and I want to keep doing it. Um, but hopefully I, I can keep doing that and inspiring more people as, as the years go on. That's awesome. That's really cool that you, you realize that you, you have this platform to inspire others, you know, because like, like we talked about, like I mentioned, it's like, you know, we all wrestle with challenges in life, right? And it's like, sometimes like we need, we need someone to look up to who's, who's been through that grind, you know, who's been through the physical challenges, the mental challenges, the battles, and who's been able to get through it, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so it's just really cool that you're seeing that and, and you're, you're choosing to embrace it because I think sometimes, you know, people are put in that position and they kind of feel like it's like pressure, right? They're like, no, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to be under the spotlight like that. But you know, I respect that you're you're embracing it fully, and, and you want to be that role model for others. Thank you. Yeah, my um senior year, uh, no one really knew like about my my eyes and everything. Mm -hmm. But my senior year, one, I, I did an article with uh, Greg Tafaro, one of the guys in my uh, town, and then um, that's what really sparked this. I think it might have been the article you read, and then that's how I met Chase, and that's how it really got out because no one really knew 
I could only see out of one eye. So I don't, it didn't really come out till my senior year. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. And so, you know, I wanted to ask you a little bit more about, you know, just your, your wrestling career, man. I mean, what, uh, for you, like, what was it that got you interested? What, what got you hooked into wrestling? So when I, the way I started was my dad came home one day I, with a flyer and I, uh, I said, Hey, could we, could we sign up? And then sign up for wrestling. And here we are now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like that. Just that scrap, that one-on-one aspect of it, you know, like for me, it was like, you know, people all my life had been looking at me for what I couldn't do, you know, for, for my, my leg and all that. And so I felt like wrestling was my perfect outlet to show them what I was capable of. You know, and, and I loved how you could yeah. just, yeah, I like that you could just toss people around and not get in trouble for it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Plus, it's one-on-one, too. Like, I don't have to worry about a teammate to, like, like, I mean, the team aspect, yes, but, like, it's it's me versus one other guy. Like, I, yeah. if I commit myself to it, I'm going to win, so. Yeah, it's kind of, it's all on you one way or another, right? It's like the, yeah. accountability of it. Yeah. So, uh, man, I, I know... Uh, you know, we got a lot going on right now with school. I know you're, you're healing up from this national tournament, but um, again, congratulations. And uh, before I let you go, I have this list of questions. I call them the short time questions. So basically it's just a f- couple more questions and you just, basically you just shoot off the first thing that comes to your mind when I ask him. Is that cool? Yeah. All right, John, here we go, man. So what's your favorite motivational book or movie? Uh, David Goggin books videos i love watching him uh, me too i just read can't hurt me actually good book really i yes, didn't get sir. to it yet. i didn't get to the book great one man you definitely want to check that one out so definitely. next question what's your favorite quote favorite quote uh sting like a butterfly or what's it called the one by um float like know. a butterfly sting like a bee yeah i like there that you one. Go. <laughs> all right bro next question if you could give your younger self any advice what would it be just keep working hard. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I like that. Final question. What does unstoppable mean to you? Um, what does unstoppable mean to me? Don't let, don't let anything stop you. Just keep moving forward. Keep working hard, like I said. Uh, just be the best that you could be. I love it. Well, John, again, man, congratulations. Heal up, and I can't wait to see you next year. Climb to the top of that podium, brother. Good luck to you. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Uh, My pleasure, man. It was an honor. Thank you. It was awesome getting to talk with John and hear about his story. And also how important it is to him to be a good role model. Because he truly is a role model to us all. John is a perfect example of what's possible when we choose to not let our challenge become an excuse to quit. Or say it's too hard. John's mentality has always been about how he can accomplish his goals. It's never been about what can hold him back. He figures out a way. Instead of focusing on the reasons why you can't accomplish your goals, think about the reasons why you can and ask yourself, how can I accomplish what I seek? That's what Unstoppable is all about. That's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's episode is brought to you by Safe Streets the leader in smart home security and automation, and America's only ADT authorized provider. Safe Streets will help protect what you value most. To talk to an expert and get a free quote today, call 844-980-SAFE. That's 844-980-7200.
3-3. The Unstoppable Podcast is a production of Anthony Robles Enterprises, LLC, in partnership with a really good home podcast. I'd like to thank my editor, Laura Batista, producer Katie Pulatunoff, and my senior producer, Andy Frazier. Special thank you this episode to the NewJersey.com YouTube channel for the news clip used in this episode of John and Chase. Thank you everyone for listening. Have a great day and remember, be unstoppable.